epic night here in Toronto for both the Leafs and Raptors fans. Let's get to Global News' Mike Arsenault on with us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And uh, Mike, uh, first off, uh, I love what they've done down in uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, I guess there was a little debate as to uh, what game would be on the big screen with a Game 7 for the Leafs and a possibly deciding Game 5 for the uh, Raptors in the building tonight. That's right, Jeff. And really, I think MLSC is kind of in, in a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. So what they're going to do is with the Raptors playing at home, the Raptors get the big screen in Jurassic Park, Maple Leaf Square, and the Leafs game will be on the smaller screens. Truthfully, I think they should have went the other way. Since the Raptors are at home, you're going to have 19 to 20,000 people in Scotiabank Arena watching the game live. I think you kind of have to put the big screen to the Leafs. You have to give it to the Leafs. This is game seven, win or go home. I mean, the Raptors, it's an important game, but it's not do or die for them. Well, I hear you, but is it disrespectful to the uh, Raptors and uh, their fans? Because typically when it's the home team, if it's the Raps, it's Jurassic Park. If it's the Leafs, it's Maple Leaf uh, Square, and that's the game uh, on the big screen. So uh, wouldn't that be kind of a a slight to to the Raptors uh, if they put the Leaf game on the big screen? Potentially, but they've already had a slight, Jeff, if you remember earlier in the series when the Leafs and Raptors were both on the road playing at the same time, the Leafs got the big screen and the Raptors were relegated to the smaller screens with no audio. There's really, uh, it's a no-win situation for MLSE, but this is a great problem to have, and this is what yeah. sports fans in Toronto have been waiting for for 20 years. So I, I think we'll just kind of grin and bear it and hopefully come, o- come away with two W's later this evening. Yeah, hopefully. I don't know. We're not coming out with a W when it comes to the weather. I'm looking uh, just at the window here at Chorus Key, and we got some threatening skies, and I think thunderstorms in the forecast later on. So uh, all the rain I might decide this for everybody. We don't know. That, that's true. And really, I mean, that's a conversation for another day. I, maybe I'm just too old and not fun anymore, but I don't think you'd really catch me in Maple Leaf Square staying on concrete for five to seven hours in inclement weather. I'd much rather be on the couch in the comfort of my, of my own home. All right. Having said that, uh, let's deal with the Leafers first. Game seven in Boston. How much of this is going to be a mental challenge or a mental hurdle? Because uh, myself included, I've been talking in the hallways today with members of Leafs Nation. We all seem to, I, I don't know, just uh, be be scarred from the Game 7s of the past, including the one, of course, uh, most recently, which wasn't a great game, if you recall, for Jake Gardner. That's right, Jeff. And really, I think there's no situation where a Leafs fan will truly be comfortable until the clock strikes zero if the Leafs have the lead, even if they go up by three goals. If it's 4-1 into the third period, we, of course, remember what happened back in 2013. It's going to be a very stressful night for Leaf fans. But we talked about this uh, at the beginning of the series, and all the check marks have been reached by the Toronto Maple Leafs. We said Austin Matthews would have to show up. He's been fantastic for much of this series. Freddie Anderson has showed up, made some big saves, and hasn't really stolen games, but he's played extremely well, and that's why we're going into a Game 7 here this evening. They've used their speed. They've used their skill. Boston is just a good team, so it really comes down to a coin flip. But again, as you mentioned, there's a lot of scar tissue with last year with 2013. I think once the players are into the game, they're going to forget all about that stuff. That's really for the fans to have to deal with and sit on over the course of the three periods. See, I'm really intrigued by this and interested in this. And give me your take in terms of like sports psychology. Do you think that this is something that uh, they're going to remember, that is going to be a bit of a a carryover for this team from uh, last year and last year's uh, Game 7? Or can they truly really block that out or I don't know Mike do they use this sort of thing like for, for motivation that uh, I'll be damned if we're going to have that happen again 
I mean, there will be some trepidation and some nerves leading up to the game tonight. I'm sure when every player woke up this morning at the morning skate, they're probably not napping very well this afternoon to get ready for the game because it is a huge moment. I mean, this would be the biggest Leafs victory in almost a generation since the uh, late 90s, early 2000s when they were uh, reaching the conference finals. But once the puck drops, that kind of all goes out of an athlete's mind. They just focus on the play itself. And I've always said with myself in sports, it's a lot easier to play once you're in the game than to watch because you have no control while you're watching over what's happening on the ice. Once the puck drops, the nerves generally will dissipate, and then they'll just kind of use that as fuel to propel them forward throughout uh, the three periods this evening. Is there one thing you're going to be uh, watching for early on that might be a clue as to how this game, this Game 7, uh, will unfold? I mean, is it uh, if the Leafs are uh, buzzing around the uh, the net and all over the Boston zone, or if uh, Boston lays a couple of big hits, uh, Marchands and a couple of guys grills and uh, really mixing it up. Uh, one of those two things going to be the key? Well, I'm worried about a repeat of Game 6 when the Leafs played fantastic for the first five minutes of the first period and you thought this was it. They're going to win this series. They're at home. They were buzzing around Tuka Rask and then Boston completely flipped the script. They changed the momentum and they kind of imposed their will for the rest of the game. So if Leafs got off to a hot start, I mean Seeing what happened in game number six, that doesn't necessarily portend to the Leafs playing well throughout the game. I think what they have to do is Boston's first kind of five minutes of sustained pressure. If the Leafs can kind of get through that without giving up a goal, I think that might be the first litmus test that this definitely could be the Leafs' year here in 2019. Just finally uh, on the Leafs, I was reading this and I thought it was uh, pretty interesting. Uh, different reasons why everybody should be cheering for Maple Leafs a victory tonight in a game seven. Uh, some of those reasons, Mike, concluded that uh, Boston, that they've won enough sports for a lifetime, uh, just the Patriots uh, in particular, but uh, the Red Sox have done very well in recent uh, past, of course, in uh, World Series. Uh, do you like good hockey or do you like old, slow hockey? Because if you like uh, the good, fast hockey, you will want to see the Maple Leafs uh, continue through. And uh, just finally, the deeper into the playoffs go, the more Leaf fans will eventually suffer. <laughs> Boy, that, that, that's pretty much a guarantee. But, I mean, that's a good point, Jeff. I mean, Boston has had an embarrassment of riches in terms of pro sports titles in this century. But if you look back to the 1900s, I mean, since 1967, of course, the Toronto Maple Leafs of Boston had years of futility. So maybe this is the starting point, the launching point for the Leafs and Toronto sports over the next 10 years to maybe usurp Boston as the hottest sports town in North America. Hopefully these wishes uh, can, can come mm. through, Jeff. Uh, Wouldn't that be something? The rest of today. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but and I know there's been some articles since Winnipeg got eliminated in, the, in Calgary that the Leafs are Canada's last uh, remaining hope for the Stanley Cup, and can the uh, country, can the nation truly get behind the Toronto Maple Leafs? Uh, but uh, having said that, th there might be something to Canadian fans getting behind them because, yeah, if we get to, say, the conference finals and lose, that always hurts a little more. Well, here, yeah, here's a small sample size, Jeff. I've talked to a couple of Montreal Canadiens fans. They're actually cheering for the Leafs tonight because they hate Boston more than they hate Toronto. Oh, right, yeah. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. That's, I think, what we're dealing with tonight with uh, Canadian hockey fans. All right, just finally, do you think the wraps, are they going to wrap it up tonight uh, with Orlando and move on? 
I think so. I think uh, they're going to win this pretty handily and move on to round two. Really, the Raptors, that discussion is for the conference final. This is more important for the Leafs, obviously, tonight getting out of that first round. We have to have more of a discussion on the Raptors as we head toward the conference final. I mean, if they don't get there, that's a conversation for another day. But we're, we're really looking for a finals appearance for the Toronto Raptors in 2019. Going to be a lot of flipping tonight back and forth for Toronto sports fans. Uh, Mike Arsenault, appreciate the time as always, my friend. Thanks, Jeff.